Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the Discipleship Journey. We're so excited that you guys are here with us today. This podcast is designed to help you discover that a deeper relationship with God is now within reach. You will hear from some of our contributors as they read the Word of God and give you thought-provoking questions to help you consider how does God want me to develop this season and to help you grow in your relationship with Him. If you're interested in following along, you can find the PDF printout on the show notes, along with also our four-day-a-week Bible reading plan and other tools to help you develop. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. It's Jake Silver. Super excited to be here for week two of the Discipleship Journey. And we're going to be reading from Romans 2, verse 12, through Romans 3, verse 20. So when the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews, who do have God's law, will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in His sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know His law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts, for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them that they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law, and you boast about your special relationship with him. You know what he wants. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for the people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and tell children the ways of God, for you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scripture says the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not people. Chapter 3 Then, what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful. But just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. 
as the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. But, some might say, our sinfulness serves a good purpose, for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? But, someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say, the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder, destruction, and misery are always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Week 2, Journal Entry This portion of Romans cannot be fully understood without some knowledge of the Jewish faith. The law that Paul refers to here is not just what we read in the Old Testament as the Ten Commandments, sacrificial rites, or temple rules. For the original readers of this book, the law was their entire life and faith. It's hard to compare this to anything we have in our culture today. It would be like everything in our lives, where we live, our careers, what we eat, our vacations, was completely decided upon based on our faith. Many people today consult God on some of these matters, asking the Holy Spirit to guide them as they buy a house or apply for a job. But when was the last time you heard a sermon about what kind of meat to eat or not to eat certain foods in the same meal? Have you ever heard a sermon where the pastor shared a recipe and explained that eating food in a particular way was essential to salvation? The answer is probably no. Although this is an oversimplification of the faith of the Roman church at this time, it can help us understand what the law meant to these believers. Paul was tasked with updating their understanding of the law since Jesus came. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we have new freedoms regarding what we eat, where we live, and how we spend our weekends. He explains that righteousness is no longer a list of rules and regulations. It is a gift of God. The law that set up these right ways of living is still valuable as a guideline for what is right and what is wrong. But the new measure of being in God's family is his faithfulness. No longer does following the law define our faith. Instead, God's love to overcome the power of sin in our lives is our saving grace. This is the only way we can be righteous. Faith in Jesus and the power of his Holy Spirit 
working in our lives. Week two questions. How would you describe righteousness? What does righteous living look like? Question two. Jesus didn't live, die, and resurrect just so we could eat any kind of meat or not be circumcised. But these are two main points of the law that Peter and Paul in Acts and Romans, respectively, discuss regarding the new way of life through Christ. Why would these be so important to write about? What can we learn from this today? Question three. Romans 3.20 says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Following the law doesn't save us, but not following the law separates us from God and others. Discuss the difference. Thank you for being a part of our discipleship journey. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, follow us on our socials or check out our website. Links will be on the show notes. See you in the next time. Scripture quotations marked are taken from the Holy Bible. New Living Translation, copyright 1996, 2004, 2015 by Tyndale House Foundation. Used by permission of Tyndale House, Publishers, Carol Stream, Illinois, 60188, USA, all rights reserved.